morning, good morning. All right. I'm gonna need you guys to be quiet so that you can hear this noise. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. What do you think that is? It's a heartbeat, right? It's the sound of a heart. Now, the heart is one of the most vital and important organs in the human body. Without it, you cannot survive, right? You need a heart to be able to live. But, the Bible tells us that the heart is good for more than just beating and pumping blood through our veins. That it's supposed to be used to do more than just that. And so we're going to actually be in the book of Proverbs. If you want to follow along, Proverbs. We're going to be starting with verse 20. through 27 and this is what it says my son pay attention to what I say listen closely to my words do not let them out of your sight keep them within your heart for they are the life of those who find them and healthy to a man's whole body above all else guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life put away perversity from your mouth keep corrupt talk from your lips let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or the left and keep your foot from evil. Now, in this passage, it's a word of wisdom from King Solomon. What he's saying here is, Guard your hearts, and this is what you need to do to do it. Now, this may be from the book of Proverbs, but it's something that's still relevant to us today. We're going to take a closer look at what exactly Solomon was trying to tell them, the keys and goals that he was giving them. We're going to learn why we need to guard our heart. And hopefully by the end, we will learn the importance the heart has beyond just pumping blood through our veins. And so, the first thing we're going to look at about guarding our hearts is I want us to think of this like we're actually on guard duty. How many of you guys have ever had to guard something or hide something so that it was protected, right? Whether it be hiding your secret stash of candy bars or hiding your money or if you ever had had to stand guard duty or secure something 
we're going to think of this as learning about our own guard duty responsibility today. And so to start, we'll be guarding our hearts. And in order to be able to do our jobs effectively, we have to know what we're guarding, right? If we don't know what we're protecting, we don't know how to adequately protect it. And so, guard our hearts. What are we talking about? We're not talking about chain mail to protect it or bulletproof vest. We're talking about something beyond that. Verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Now, Webster says that a heart is a hollow muscular organ of vertebrae animals that has, by rhythmic contractions, forces blood and pumps blood, maintaining the circulation of life. So, a hollow muscular organ that, through rhythmic contractions, pumps to control circulation, right? But, Proverbs 4.23 is talking about more than just a rhythmic contraction that we need to guard. The definition of the word was not just a hollow muscular organ. In Hebrew, the word for heart was leve. L-E-V. And I guess what we would say today is that it's not literally the heart, but figuratively. It's your feelings, your intellect, the center of everything. Not just the nervous system for your body, but the central nervous system for your soul. It is the center that controls our life. Jay Stahl writes in Flan, Fan and the Flame that the heart is used in scripture as the most comprehensive term for an authentic person. It is the part of our being where we desire, deliberate, and decide. It has been described as the place of conscious and decisive spiritual activity. The comprehensive term for a person as a whole, his feelings, desires, passions, thoughts, understanding, and will are all reflected in that word, heart. It is the very center of a person, a place to which God turns. The heart is the very essence and source of man itself. It is the wellspring of life and the very core of who we are. If one were to steal our heart, they'd be taking a priceless treasure, right? When we fall in love or we love other people, we have them in our heart, right? When you fall in love, you're giving your heart to somebody, right? But we're not physically reaching into our chest, are we? No. The heart is the center of who we are. And that is why we are to guard it above all else, as if our very lives depend on it. 
because the heart is the center of who we are. It's the very essence of man. So that's what we're guarding. Who we are. The very essence of ourselves, our soul, our mind. Our thought and our will. That's what we're guarding. But why? Why do we need to guard it? Now, if I were to ask you, do you think that there is a guard posted to protect the crown jewels in London, what would you say? If I were to ask you that if you go into any given bank, do you think they have a guard to protect the vault? What about museums? Do they have guards to protect the priceless artifacts? They've taken protective measures, right? Why? Because those things are deemed priceless or worthy of being protected, right? Now, we've said that the heart is the very center of man. It's something that's priceless, right? Psalms 139.1 tells us, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You have searched me and you know me. Now Psalms later tells us, where has he searched us? Our hearts. Over in Proverbs 21, Verse 2 says, All a man's ways seem right to him, but the Lord weighs the heart. The Lord weighs the heart. He's not physically weighing how heavy that muscular organ is. What he weighs is the decisions we've made. Who we are as a person. Right? Proverbs 3, 1 through 2. Tells us to keep the commands in our heart because that is what will guide us. It's what leads to our obedience. And when we're obedient to God, then our lives will be blessed. Proverbs 19.3 tells us a man's own folly ruins his life yet his heart rages against the Lord warning us that our bad decisions may ruin our heart may ruin our life but if we don't guard our hearts then you know who we'll be angry at? We won't be angry at ourselves. We'll be angry at God. 
Obedience to God starts with our hearts, but if it's not guarded closely, the heart can also be ground zero for rebellion against him. We have heard that actions speak louder than words, right? And even that our actions reveal the true person, the authentic person, who we really are, right? from Luke chapter 6 verse 45 Luke chapter 6 verse 45 tells us the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart for out of the overflow of the heart speaks his mouth so what's in our hearts is going to become what the world sees. It's going to become who we are. And that's the importance of protecting our heart. Because if we don't, if we allow things to get in there that start to decay it, to rotten it, then we become rotten. And what the world sees is rotten. It's important for us to guard our hearts so that only good flows out. Only God flows out of our hearts. Now, that's all good and well then, right? We know what we're protecting. We know why to protect it, right? But how in the world are we supposed to do that? Well, don't worry. I'm not going to leave you to what seems like an impossible task. We're not going to say, oh, go figure it out for yourself. Because King Solomon offered some advice on that. Now, how many of you guys, they've now come out with three of them. But I remember the first one, Night in the Museum. Anyone ever seen that movie? I'll be honest, I like comedies, and I've seen all three of them. <laughs> Night in the Museum, right? The very first time that Ben, Stiller ben Stiller's character gets there, right? The previous leaving security guards walk him through, don't they? They walk him through the whole museum, and they're telling him the do's and don'ts. And then they left him a manual for every night, right? Every night, start at the first page, check everything off till you get to the last page. Do that every night, right? Now, of course, it wouldn't be an interesting movie if that's exactly what happened. And it's a comedy, so you know that's not exactly what happened. In fact, he loses the manual. It's taken from him. And crazy chaos results, doesn't it? Because he can't follow it. He doesn't know what to do anymore. He has to go out of order. He doesn't even know what the order is. 
He doesn't know what to do, and because he doesn't know what to do, everything seems to go wrong, right? But he finally is able to get a hold of it again, and he fixes what happened. And the next time he's prepared for what to do. We have been given the responsibility of guarding our hearts. It's the very core of human existence. And like Ben Stiller had a manual to follow in that movie, we have a manual. It tells us what to do and what not to do. In fact, you can find one almost anywhere in any store you go to. Sometimes people give them away for free. The crazy thing is, is that even though it is a bestseller, this manual, it is probably also the most underread bestseller. People buy it and then it sits on a shelf. People buy it because they think they need to have it, because it's the thing to do, and then they never read it. What manual do you think it is? It's the Bible. Most other bestsellers get sold because people are doing what, obviously? Reading them, right? People don't buy bestsellers. They're not paying $7.99 at Barnes & Noble or Walmart for a book just to take it home and then forget about it. But yet people get Bibles and forget about them, don't they? They lose them. It's not a book that they treat with what reverence it deserves. It is the instruction manual. Solomon tells them, guard your hearts above all things. He's telling them, listen closely to my words. For they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. And he said, guard your hearts above all things, for it's the wellspring of life. But he doesn't stop there. We continue, verse 24 through 27 outlines for us how to guard our hearts, to avoid corrupting influence, to walk on the path of righteousness, swerving neither right nor left. Avoiding corrupting influences can mean things that can lead us to the bad seeping in. We talked about, you know, out of the overflow of the heart is what the mouth says. And so if we allow bad things to seep in and seep in, the bad is going to start coming out and coming out. And we don't want that, do we? And it says, put away perversity from your mouth. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your graze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or the left and keep your foot from evil. Now, perversity. 
perverse things, things that are wrong, things that are corrupt, are to be avoided, to put away from us. Now, we often take into consideration the things we put into our mouth, don't we? We pay attention to things like sugar content and cholesterol and sodium content. And we talked earlier about food that's been left to sit too long, right? You do what with it? You throw it away because it's not going to be good to put in your mouth, right? Well, if we are so careful about what's going through our mouth, we should be just as careful about what's going to influence our hearts, what we expose ourselves to. The things we hear and the things we say can easily be the start of rot setting in our heart. It's said that one spoiled apple can ruin the whole bunch. And so if we allow ourselves to be exposed to corrupt influences, if we don't control ourselves and allow corrupt language to come out of our mouths. It could be affecting us, influencing us beyond what we can even imagine. And before we realize it, what was once this pristine apple is now rotten to the core. But God has called us to be in harmony with him, to be pure and holy, keeping our eyes fixed straight ahead of us, walking along the pathway of righteousness, swerving neither right nor left, to stand on solid ground. Now with all this rain we've been having, when rain hits dirt, you get what? Mud. It's one thing when you have wet floors. Mud is a whole different situation. After all this rain, I had to go in my backyard and I'm walking around. And some of it was pretty solid. I felt pretty safe walking. And then all of a sudden, I stepped down because I wasn't paying attention where I was going. And I stepped down and I felt my foot start to slide. And I felt like I was about to fall. What did I step in? Mud. It wasn't solid ground, but I wasn't even paying attention because all the other stuff around me was fine. I wasn't looking where I was going, and I found myself almost in a spot of trouble. And we do that in life, don't we? Or it's even worse, because we go, it's okay, everyone else is doing this, everyone else is saying this, everyone else believes this, right? A growing concern in society today is that even Christians are starting to be more worried about what's acceptable to society as opposed to what's acceptable in the Bible. And if there's a discrepancy, they're not erring on the side of the Bible, on the side of caution, but instead going with the flow and going with society. While it's acceptable to society, it's not like it's against the law, right? We ever try to justify ourselves like that? Thankfully, 
we know how to guard our hearts to be able to move beyond that and the bright thing is is this if we've allowed our hearts to be exposed to any rot God can come in and cleanse it away remove it from us prune it out of us so that we are once again pure and he can help us strengthen us so that we can continue to guard our hearts so the question is is are you ready for guard duty now the punishment for falling asleep on the job when you had guard duty used to be death to this day you can be serious repercussions for military members who fall asleep while on duty today we have learned that the heart is so much more than just an organ that pumps blood through the body but it's the very core of who we are it's our soul it's the reason that we are commanded in Proverbs to guard it above all else. So we need to be careful of the influences we expose ourselves to so as not to corrupt the very being of it. Because, like we said, out of the overflow of our heart comes what we say. What's in our heart becomes who we are. Matthew 5, or Matthew 15, 17 through 19 tells us this. Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth into the stomach and then out of the body? But what enters, but what, things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And these things can make a man unclean. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. These corrupt things can lead to the corruption of our heart. Proverbs 24, 12 says, If you say, but we knew nothing about this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Will he not repay each person according to what he has done? God is looking at our hearts. He weighs them. He judges them based on what's in them. So the question today is, first of all, what is in your heart? Do you need it to be cleansed? To be purified? So that you can begin guarding it and keeping it pure and clean. Do you need strength to help you? To resist temptations? To resist corrupting influences? Because if you ask for that strength, he will definitely give it to you. Mark 13.33 says this. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. What time? Well, when Christ will return and weigh our hearts. We don't know when our hearts will be weighed. We don't know the end of our days. But we are called to be on alert, to be on guard. So that when that time does come, we're prepared. We're going to have a time of prayer. And as the song plays, what is in your heart?
do you need it to be cleansed, to be purified? Do you need strength to continue protecting it? Maybe you know someone who needs help with guarding their heart, protecting their heart. We're going to listen to the song and as it plays, feel free to come to the altar if you're led to. But just take this time in prayer. I'm 
Father, we just come before you right now. We thank you for everything that you've done, Lord. We ask that you help us, give us the strength we need to be able to guard our hearts, Lord, to be able to walk in your ways. And Heavenly Father, just be with us right now. Cleanse our hearts and keep it so that we may be able to keep it pure and holy for you. We ask these things. We claim victory in these things. According to your will and in Jesus' name, amen.